0: Thanks for coming back to The Coffee Shop, or thanks for being here if it's your first time. I'm Oregon Music News Editor Tom D'Antoni, and as usual, this week's Coffee Shop Conversation is coming to you from a coffee shop. World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleeson, per usual. With me today is Luz Elena Mendoza, the mystic goddess who leads Ila Bamba. They've been off the scene for two and a half years, but she's in the process of reviving, reforming the group, and we'll find out all about it. In upcoming Coffee Shop Conversations, I'll be talking with Michael Quinby of the Roseland Hunters, Shoehorn, who plays saxophone and tap dances at the same time, and OMN publisher Anna Ahmed. thought perhaps you'd like to meet some of the OMN family. Now, let's meet Luz Elena Mendoza. That's what they call this. I like it. Well, if you if you like, you know, fairly large coffee machinery, it's terrific.
1: Eric would love this place. Ooh. Eric Eric Shrepel, he was an old accordion player for Ilabamba. He was really into making coffee, um, and made sure that on the road we would hit the best coffee shops like <laughs> all around. You know what I mean? Like they he would he had this app that would just. <laughs> Like if we were like a stop in Sacramento or a stop in Santa Cruz or San Francisco or Oakland, it would tell him where like all like the good good press like no joke, no fucking around, good coffee. That's fine. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> in Arizona yes. fucking North Carolina. Yeah. Huh? I know. Yeah. I just it's endearing. And so you
0: speaking of traveling you just got back from where were you
1: I I left on the 13th of July to go to Denver Colorado and I've been doing um these shows with Sean King from Devochka. he is a drummer and he, him and his buddy Raul Pacheco he's a guitarist for um also Matli got together and started to um do this co- collaboration um with a couple of musicians around the states and Mexico and Canada to make this album based off of immigration and the band is called Los Dreamers it's been through like many yeah. different kind of names um Sin Fronteras was originally um the one that they spoke about when I first entered so they asked me to re- collaborate in where I write the the melody and um and the lyrical content to the music that they were curating, and the music was is based off of my perspective as like being first generation, you know, like a Mexican American, and and having, you know, for me that comes natural to to write about that. I mean, but but because it was so specific, you know, it gave me an opportunity to, you know, expand and like write in a different in a different way, you know. So I. I wrote like a couple songs for that collaboration and other people did too, like Marisol from La Santa Cecilia, Ceci Bastida, um, my friend um, Diana Gameros just from San Francisco did it too. And so we're this band and we sing these songs and then we usually do it for like, like in LA, we did it for UCLA, like this play. Like, it was based off of immigration, and we were the music behind it, and so it was at the in an auditorium, so, you know, it was, like, a and a afterwards, so it's just, like, kind of bringing awareness. I would like, I think, I really feel like it's moving forward, you know, like, I, I want people to, as musicians and as artists, to keep, you know, um, having that awareness, and as a Latina, you know, like, it's, I feel like I'm starting to see where my responsibility is, where I fit in that role, so, in Denver, I did that, rehearsed. They flew us in. We did a biannual where um, they had TED Talks afterwards, like, a couple leaders from, like, all around, like, Latin America came in and did these talks at the Opera House, and then we were also the music behind it. And then, and then I – so that was really cool. I love that, and I, I feel like it's going to continue to progress and would definitely want people to know about it, so the band's called Los Dreamers. Um, and then I played a couple house shows, played in Aspen with Davachka while I was there, and I've never been to Aspen, and it was definitely the treat for me was the drive to Aspen, like through the Rockies and like these amazing majestic canyons. Oh my god! And then Aspen was cool. I mean, it was definitely a whole new other planet just going there. You know, the only the only like reference I have about Aspen is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Um, which I have to see that movie again now that I just got to experience the aspen <laughs> Well, I have
0: Hunter S. Thompson references about
1: Aspen. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, ran, and I, you ran for sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a crazy town. There's like no, there's no home, homeless, like, like there's no poverty, you know? I mean, I just, I guess I see that for sure, you know, like in certain towns, but, um, not like that. It definitely felt like it was its own little, like, mecca with, like, Treasure Island up in the the Red Rock. I don't know. Mm. And then after that, I did, um, then I did, um, I've been workshopping my songs. Um, in Portland, I've been playing with a couple people. This guy named, um, Jeff Evans, who plays with my friend Haley and Big Haunt and my bass player, Samantha. And when I go travel, I like find other musicians, like I've been finding like another drummer or whatever, just to workshop these songs that I'm about to record. So I also did that in Denver with a couple of people there, did some demoing, just keeping the, the, the energy going, you know, um, no like... No strings attached, just, like, really, really just creating community as I'm doing it yeah. as well, you know what I mean? And it's very fruitful, I feel. So it, that was a good experience, then flew to San Francisco. So I've been, I've been on a journey, man. I know this is a-
0: When you wrote those songs for the dreamers,
1: uh-huh. what came out? Um, I wrote a song called Viento, and, um... Well, it was... It, and Wandering Off, Wander Off is another song, um... It's just I wrote about my dad, you know, and I guess he was like, you know, he's always on my mind. My parents are always on my mind, obviously, just, you know, daily. But um, just I talked a lot about how I see, like, the hard work of my father. You know, my parents really, really trying to make a good life for themselves in another country, you know, and me being a product not only just have had the – The upbringing, the way that I did of being, you know, so 100% Mexican, you know, and then being, you know, raised in America, like my schooling outside of my home, whatever was not inside of my house, which was school only, because that was just they they had it pretty figured out for my life, my parents. (laughs) It's it's also part of the Mexican, you know, like culture too, but I... um yeah that was like my only experience being American was just going to school and but to go back home and see the way that my parents have worked and like the limited vocabulary that they had to get by here in America is yeah. just it's an interesting thing you know it's like uh-huh. i'm putting i'm put in two places at the same time, so you know that's the like kind of stuff I can go on and on and on and talk to you about that but through 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 the words and all of that that's like what i that's like where I go and feel there's so much yeah. strong thick memory. You know, it's like yeah. it's such a what are the other words? The words to yeah. all of this. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like throughout my life, um, as I've been you know growing and like being self-aware okay. and um, that reality of like being Mexican American has is always changing, so is evolving, like, my relationship with myself, with mm-hmm. the, the knowledge of all of that, and but how people... Stars, but... Yeah, I know, for sure. Oh, my God. Amen. Um, I feel like, for me, personally, it's been a really big deal that I keep in touch with my roots, and, like, develop myself, because I'm just being myself, yeah. and um, if I can be, or if anything, be a... you. Because I put myself out there, I have a platform where I play music and I'm putting myself out there just naturally, you know. Um, and then singing and writing in Spanish and doing all these things. I just want like other, you know, first generation Mexican Americans or Canadian American or like, you know, Korean American or any like to re- to, you know, come be together and not, re- not forget their, their, their roots and to like keep that alive, you know. Um, for me, it's like, There's so much going on right now with like, um, like a lot of movement and immigration, and um, how I see firsthand that, that struggle. Like when I go visit my family and like my parent or like my dad and their friends and my cousins and my uncles, and and like it's just it's so strange, you know. And it, but it's very it empowers me to keep just being myself. And I just I hope that whoever gets to hear the music or anything that I say or create. It's just like a camaraderie that we can come together, you know. that I feel like we need that, you know. We we know the politics, we know all the shit, we know art, we have opinions about it, but we need to remember like the the heart of it all, you know. And that's just like being comfortable with yourself. So anybody out there who's Latin American, you know, it's just like that's that's I that's what I've been feeling, you know. So.
0: Well, it also goes for Italians.
1: Yeah. Uh, my father was
0: uh, my, my grandparents.
1: For sure, home. I'm a t- yeah. My grandparents came. Yeah. Uh, and
0: uh, they landed and sold fruit. <laughs> I, I always I was thought of writing you know, writing something about calling it on, fruits instead of fruits. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it, but um, come in. Thank you. Is it time to make coffee? Sure, no problem. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. Cool. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. um, But I guess because of the language, and, 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 well, it was a little easier for Italians to play, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, they actually, you know, they did pretty much, although they, they accepted the fact that they were Italian in in certain – like you accept your certain astrological sign, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you have to act as, and you're supposed to behave in a certain way. But I don't think they they, 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 they kept any of the culture, you know, I mean, unless you consider Frankie Valley, the Four Seasons culture, you know? mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, well, it's evolving, you know. That's yeah. just part of, you know, at some point in time, it's that it changes into that wherever you go.
0: It, it, me, on the other hand, I am I totally identify with the Italian, with, with the Italian, mm-hmm. you
1: know? and, I, and I, 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 I I embrace that, and I I think it's really important.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, but it's different. It's different for Mexican Americans.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what I'm saying is, like, I feel like the older I've been getting, the more I'm starting to feel and see that for myself and, like, wanting to learn more about my role within it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, encourage everyone else to do the same thing together. Easy. I feel like if I'm going to, as an as a artist and as a female, like, Mexican-American artist, I feel like... There's certain things that I've gone through personally, they're so personal that I have found strength through, you know, like certain experiences and I feel like whatever impact I give through music, I feel like that is my role. You know, um sometimes I don't know what that is, you know, cuz it's beyond me, but I feel like my role is just being true to myself and continuing to connect with my roots, you know, what and be, experiences do you mean? well, I had a lot of childhood experiences that I rather not, you know, talk about, but I mean, and I mean, I could elaborate, um, in some other ways, but I just feel like at the end of the day, it's like the experiences that we go through, you know, that just mold, mold us like to be who we are, you know, and, um, I feel like through my music is, like, a good way to, um, if you want to listen to the music, then I feel like you can have your own experience by what you think I, my experiences were, you know. And, like, that's, that is, that is um, the conversation that I give out to the audience because sometimes there's certain things that are beyond us, you know, that our experiences are hard to articulate. But through art and music is the only way I know how to express to keep that conversation open, you know, with my community. Um, I,
0: I wanted to start at the top uh, with, with the Kickstarter since, since uh, we're coming to the end of it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a Kickstarter for new Bamba, which is great news.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal. It I like a big deal. I haven't so like two and a half years ago I needed to reevaluate everything and it's something that was visceral like I couldn't help it I was touring with those guys who I love dearly for like six years developed such strong camaraderie within that group Um, I it started off with me just playing by myself in Portland coming from Ashland and you know like writing my songs as I've done since I can remember and then started to find my collaborators. And then it kind of, kind of ebbed and flowed just a bit with some musicians. And then the consistent um, configuration continued after, I think after like 2009, things started to kind of like shift to this direction, the direction that I went. And I, as a person, like an, an artist, I felt like I needed to just take a step back and at that time now that I have hindsight like I didn't really know why or what it was you know because I was so emotionally attached to what it was that we were doing together as a whole because it's a relationship it's not just you know it's just it's not all the things that we were doing it's like how we do them and like you know all of that and so um I feel like for me I needed to take a step back personally and this is my this is you know this is my testimony but yeah. I needed to grow as a person you know and what those things are super personal but like for me I I've, I've seen myself just kind of evolve in this different way as you know like and it, I mean we have the choice to do anything you right. know and so for me it was really hard from to make that choice first of all uh-huh. to stop the momentum and to just kind con- completely just stop everything that we were building together as a team um was a big deal but I felt in my heart I felt like I felt like I needed to to do that so once I did that I started to see myself just kind of evolve in this different direction and um and I needed that I needed to heal and it wasn't for I wasn't trying to go solo or do anything Mm -hmm. around that nature it was just me you know, trying to find my center, you know, in my breath. And it, it's been two and a half years, and I started another band. I started playing this band called Tiberones, who I love. Um, and we just you know, mastered a record that will be released probably in November. And um, I started collaborating with other people. Started that band with low Streamers, uh-huh. um, which has been good, you know. I'm, and then I started. Yeah, and then I did the album with Sergio. All of that. All of that stuff was happening right after. I just, like, it's not like I stopped. I just started doing things a little bit differently without me even knowing that they were different. I was just following my universal pull, you know? And this is all just, like, with hindsight. You know, I'm, like, just seeing all this. Because it's already been a chunk of time, you know? And um, I, around town, I just, you know, would say yes when people would ask me to play. And, and, And behind the scenes was just a lot of, like, you know doing a lot of art and just resting my spirit and you know just going deep like super deep um within myself and and um curated like a choir of women like a couple of my friends around town just were so awesome to like be like Catherine Feeney the Ship Twins um Megan. So many. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of them all because I don't want to forget all their names. Yeah, Liz Vice. you know, Hannah and Mel. (laughs) (laughs) This is for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kelsey, some themes. yeah so they all came together and we we were just practicing like once a week you know these songs that I started to write and as a vision, the vision was to for me for me was to create um community with my females my with my female like artists friends um I really wanted to be connected with That, you know, and so that was an opportunity for me to explore whatever creative vision I had, you know, um, and like what was soaring within me to like share that with, with, with these women and, and, and invite friendship. And some of them didn't even know each other and just to invite that, you know, like I love seeing that. And this is another thing I've been learning about myself as I older I've been getting, the more I see this, that like I love bringing people together. Um, and I like being around it, you know, and it's been a really good thing, you know? Um, and I've seen a lot of these women grow independently, you know, just like with their own music Uh and they're, it's just like this, it's a really good thing. It's like a replenishing thing, you know, for all of us. And, um, so that was, I called that Maria, Maria Choir. And then, um. Then I started playing with and collaborating with my friend Richie Green, who is an amazing composer. that graduated from PSU and he has like his colleagues who we called the La Vida Ensemble who have been who have played with me throughout the last two years just doing these musical art installations for me because like there's no string attached it's not like I was had like a consistent band but I was keeping my chi my energy flowing the only way I knew how to let it go like I cannot not not play music, is just, you know, and then just creating this community, as I've come to realize right now, presently, to see, like, all these people just doing their own thing at the same time, you know, and just keeping the fire going, because I feel, I don't know, it's a mystery, you know, it's like, we, it's just following your heart and having good intentions, and just... You know, I do know. Um,
0: People tell me, well, "Are you going to retire?" I went, mean, "What is that?" Yeah,
1: like what are you talking about? Am I going to stop that? breathing? What is that? <laughs> People ask me that too, like through that space. Like, so you're still playing music? And like, okay. I've learned, I've learned so to really and not let that offend me anymore. Yeah. inside 'cause because it's just, it's our deal. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, why does this? A, why does this make me feel that way? So it's like stuff like that. That's right. like. To you know, be in touch with yourself and ask these things, but it's of course I'm not going to stop playing music, and that's now at this point I find it humorous because I'm like, okay, I see the balance in the way that we communicate with one another, but it's like it's it's just some people don't, you know, we're all different. Like my perception is so different. For you, is like, why? What do you mean I will retire? What does that mean? Am I going to stop going to you know eating or something? Like, (laughs) but it's just like put me in the ground, okay? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I can go on and tell you more, but um. So, so so this
0: is a new Ilababa album. Given that you broke up the band and you've had this time, what is Ilababa now?
1: The first initial vision when I started to. Um, when I started thinking about bringing back Ila Bamba, mm-hmm. and and it was this: I want to record another album, yeah, um, and release it, and figure out the good, the best way that I can do this. And because I was writing a lot, I've been writing for a long time since that break. Yeah, even I've, I think I've written way more than I ever did the whole time I was in Ila Bamba. <laughs> but I was, and I write all the time. You know, it's just like something just happened, and so I felt like you know i did i did a lot of stuff with Tuberonis and still doing um and we might record an ep in the future i needed to document for me for me and not, not you know for so i can do this for myself and and invite like my community to participate like i needed to take the initiative i felt like such a strong pull to do that and I talk to the band and they're all doing their own separate things like other people, like Scott's playing with Earl Thomas, you know, and Ben's um, married in Texas. And um, for the most part, I feel like we have a good friendship. Um, But it's just like the way that the way that I want to take it now, you know, which is super personal, it's like I don't feel like it's going to. You know, meet certain people's needs. You know, I feel like people are just moving in different directions, basically. You so know, none
0: of the people from the old
1: band would be. Fine. I my my vision was to bring in old and new people yeah. to collaborate as a recording project, um, and as how that is going to unfold, who knows, things might change, you know, but that's just definitely, that's definitely the intention to see how we can work together in a different way. But it definitely isn't going to be the same band and it's going to be exactly what I've been writing, you know, right now. And because it's a part of me and there are some really special people that are going to, that already know that are going to be collaborating that I can't talk about yet, um, that I'm really excited about. And, where this is going to go after the album. I don't know, but my vision and my, and my focus is to continue that frequency with the community and to develop as a person through this process. Cause for me, recording this album is so beyond existential. I can't even talk. I can't, I can't even, I can't even articulate it, but it's like, for me, I'm just being myself and developing myself and whatever I do outside of that is is an extension of like how I'm processing life and my perception of everything yeah and so that is what the album's going to be and um yeah i'm I'm excited you know there's yeah. a lot of work that we've been doing for the Kickstarter, and there's like a couple of days left, and we're like halfway and there's ten days but Oh, all right. So people,
0: people out there who you've touched with Elabamba and who love the band and love you and and just you know, it's, it's very important to, in their lives. They're all thinking now, what's it going to be like? What's it going to sound like? It's you know, uh, you know, uh, it's been you know, it's been two and a half years, and, and I'm so happy that this is going to be a new one. But what's it going to be
1: like? Yeah, I definitely had to. um Find a way of peace in my mind, yeah. um, and not care at the same time. You know, like what? Right. What? I mean, obviously, like I care and tend to the audience, that the people that really invest in me. Like yeah. I, I'm super grateful for that. That's right. awesome. Um, and but I have to. I mean as a sensitive person, dude, like yeah. I'm like, oh no, what if I what if they don't da, 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 what if they right. don't like my growth? I'm saying, know. It's like the same I mean, thing. Right. Like I what if they don't like the way my hair has changed kind of throughout down, the right. years going gray? It's you know, it's right, like right. it's like it's a simple thing like that. It's like yeah. I have to just yeah. and this is this is coming from myself, from my center, and also yeah. just encouragement from my community is like be your you know, be who you are, you know, and um in of that. If I was doing an interview with Keith Jarrett one time, mm-hmm. and I said, well, what, what, what do you
0: think people do when they, when they buy your record and take it home? He says, I've never thought about that. Yeah, I don't think
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I don't know what, what people would, yeah, I don't know, if maybe just put <laughs> it in the back seat of their car. Um, yeah. Uh, what I'm getting at, getting at is
0: how is Alabama different and how is it the same?
1: i guess you're gonna have to find out the same as this check it out the same the same the same is the same like vision the same strong um intention that i've always had since i've been playing music and that will never change if anything um sorry i just need to take a second like like it's very vulnerable to like put yourself out there like that, you know. And um Yeah, it's just going to be like you guys are the are this foundation, you know, this like ground that you guys solidify that I, so I can walk on and like could express myself the way that I do. So, that's the same, you know, and um yeah, and like my my words, my story—that is just like that's my gift to yeah. to the world, you know. And right. so that remains the same. What's different is how is the simple fact of what happens to spiritual human beings that grow and evolve, yes. you know. And if and that, my friend. Yeah is the message that I really want to come across is the movement of life and that we are evolving and to support one another and to hear, you know, and listen. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I feel like everyone's just like looking at their phone these days and just like, not really, you know, it's just remembering that there's so much more in the in between and the gray areas than like all these things you know what i mean so yeah i don't know if i explained that well but
0: will steve berlin be involved in this one?
1: Oh my goodness it's so funny you mentioned that because we were just talking about him today what a guy yeah he's a good dude like it was really good to collaborate with him on yeah. court the storm he really brought a lot of amazing things to that project um and then we all developed a really good friendship through that, and through that too like um Sergio and I collaborated with him in the on that record yeah. los chicos de la montaña record um he's definitely a really good person to have he's like as like as a as a collaborator or just like holding space you know it's like he's 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 definitely a good one to have and need like help navigate like a project Uh and like have his input so i
0: right when i when i I, i'm guessing that you sound like you you don't think you need as much help as you used to
1: now Yes. i don't know i feel like i always need help all the time (laughs) shit (laughs) i mean i I, I hear you
0: talking and i hear the confidence that you have in what the new album is going to be I'm just wondering, you know, are you gonna have a producer, are you gonna produce it
1: yourself? I feel like this album, the initial vision was to try to produce it myself. <laughs> and um but it would be really awesome to have someone give me some direction. You know what I mean? It's like there's a thin line because as an artist, like the things that I'm not good at, you know, are the things that I'm going to pass along to somebody that can help me out. Creatively, I've always been an open person creatively, but as we evolve into this recording process, like, and this is the thing, dude, this is what I'm talking about, is, like, me as a person, it is my responsibility to, you know, and this has nothing to do with anybody else, but I'm sh- telling everyone out there, you know, right now, but my responsibility is to take care of myself and, to, and be good to myself and to um, explore my full potential and and to, like, you know, be an example for everyone else, you know? it's like, It's, like, everyone who creates is, like, just stay true to yourself, you know? And so whatever confidence you hear, it's mostly just to me, you know, feeling like, you know, trying to feel and be a whole person through this whole process. And like, that's why I said this experience is like beyond any of this other stuff. You know, it's like, it's more like my relationship with myself and my relationship with community and God, you know? Um, yeah, so like I feel like I have a better understanding, you know, as if we do when we grow of like who I am as a person and what it is that I want out of life in general, you know.
0: What are you finding out about these tunes by playing them uh, in, in public these days before recording?
1: Um. Well, this last couple of shows that I did, and oh, the one I did in San Francisco and the show in Denver, like. The I mean, the intention, the emotion is just like something that carries me and the other people that are playing with me together. It's like well, there's all these emotions you know, involved through music, you know, through and um i I'm really excited to share that with people, you know. Um, are you finding
0: more than you thought you, that, that, that you thought were in, was in there?
1: I said that's such a hard thing to answer because yeah. it's it's a hard, I hard I don't there's I think I do think a lot and I feel like those type of things I just need to let be it's like it's happening right before my Is it eyes. Kind
0: of like a flower opening to
1: you. Everything's always like a flower opening <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything's always like. That's a good yeah, way blooming. it. really is. Every, that's, yeah. It's like, because any question you ask me, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to, that's, that's my filter, is like the flower of life, really, because it's like it all comes down to, you know, we're all like here together, you know, yeah. the same. We're all part of the same web, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like the songs are still coming to life. And yeah. I feel by August 28th, which is that coming up soon, like yeah. that will be a representation of solidifying where the direction and where the story is musically. Yeah. And and even even after that, it's still going to evolve as we do. So yeah.
0: Well, that, it never stops. Uh, Al, you know, Alan Tuzant was. Intense. Uh, to play the blues festival with a great New Orleans, you know, uh, songwriter. And he's 77. And I, I, I was, I was talking with him a couple weeks beforehand, and he said, Well, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring some new tunes. Let's try them out and see how they, see, he's 77 years old, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. It's great. Awesome. It's <laughs> fun, <how> and, <laughs> the, and the two for us. Uh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, so the process of, of, of uh, p- performing these tunes now is—is—is—is uh, is, is, is that changing?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been playing the. W- yeah, it's. I'm just staying within the moments, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and within these moments that I'm speaking about, I have. I've just spent so much of my time playing the guitar, you know, and like, and before, I mean, that's how I started for sure. Cause, and then I stopped playing the guitar. Um, I was because I was touring a little bit more and I was just involving the other guys and the old Elabama configuration, the, you know, for them to play the rhythm on most of the songs. Edward did that. And so I feel like I've been, playing a lot more guitar and like a lot of this that's i'm playing pretty much every single song and um... yeah it's been really fun to just yeah. see it all kind of happen Um what kind of guitar are you playing? I'm playing a Seville i'm really really attached to the Seville it was a really cheap wanky guitar that i got at trade up music represent um... and i've done some work My friend Dan from Little Trees Guitars—he makes guitars here in Portland, which people should totally look into. He fixes amps and stuff, but he's like set it up for me. And I used to play a hollow body in the old Ela Bamba configuration, Um, but now I'm playing like this really nice, like mahogany wood Seville. And Do
0: do you anthropomorphize your 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 guitar? Wait, what? Does it do like does it take on human characteristics? Yeah. I had an interview with, with the great cellist Zoe Zoe Keating, and she said she was finally getting a new a new cello uh-huh. after having the same cello since she was fifteen, and she was in her thirties by then, right?
1: Oh wow! And They're expensive. She said
0: it was like dating. <laughs> <I> totally.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It's hard to go pick up another guitar. Let's just say I forgot my guitar, right? Yeah. Hey, man, do you know, do you have a guitar I can borrow? And, like, I always have, like, even though I'm asking, I'm like, man, I don't know if it's going to be the right one. Right. You know? <laughs> and you do feel it. It's like, but then the other person that usually, you know, obviously they're attached to it. They have this relationship with it, you know? Yeah. And not, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's, instruments are like dating. Yeah. 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 The They're closest right. relationship I've ever had <laughs> the, last time so in the long it's always there for me my friend's always there <laughs> till it isn't I interviewed
0: a baseball player, baseball player one time who told me he used to he used to t-
1: take his bat to bed with him. Wow that's <laughs> see that's a whole new other level of commitment <laughs> if we're talking about dating you know no, she did. She went. To, she went to
0: Italy, you know, and and dated one cello, and then she went to <laughs> Germany and dated another cello. Great, great story.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. You don't have no strings attached. You don't have to yeah. like you know cheap date.
0: <laughs> um. So okay. Um. Uh. How many pieces are you? Are, are, okay, are, you're going to be obviously uh, by the time you 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 release the album, you're going to have gonna to have to perform it, right mm-hmm how many pieces do you think you'll have to have or how many pieces are you thinking about using for 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 a live version of? Are, are you I'm sure you are you thinking that far ahead no okay but I'll tell
1: you I can answer this part of the question yeah I have so many freaking songs I don't even know what to do with them so who knows <laughs> if that's the question how many pieces or what I'll definitely have enough yeah. And do These I people? think about performing it and, and touring and stuff? That's a whole new other monster. And the way that I create, I, my intentions are not to, my intentions only to live out the moment that is right in front of me on a daily. And of course I romanticize about a future that doesn't exist yet and what could possibly happen within that. Um I think it's important to just stay, look forward. But when I tour, I, because I, I feel like that is going to happen obviously um i I'm very curious to see what material you're going to bring because I'm always writing, you know yeah. it's like i um, I'm just feel like that's developing the sound the 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 message like where what I feel, what others feel with me it's all it's all this this thing that it's like cohesive piece together like we're all. Once that feels, like, once everyone feels the songs the same way together, you know, it's like, then you know. It's like I go by feel, you know, and yeah. and it hasn't, it's it's a thing that doesn't fail me in this mysterious way, you know? Yeah.
0: It's all mysterious. Oh, yeah. I've tough. never been able to figure out how words come out of my fingers.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? I don't, I don't know. Do you type fast? Yeah yeah,
0: do, yeah. yeah, yeah. I use oh, all my hands. It's like, and I, and I don't know how that stuff comes out. Yeah. It comes out of my fingers.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, it filters through your heart. And Same thing, thing with an instrument. That. I don't it, know how to. Do, I don't know what happens. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, no, I, that's, 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 uh, that's the unknowable. I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, you can't. I mean, if we knew everything, then what's the really? then what's the mystery? You so know. So, do you compose on the guitar? I compose with whatever. Um, I compose with bass, I compose with drums, I compose just mostly with guitar these days. I've composed with piano, but um, when I was doing the whole choir thing, I got a piano, and I was writing songs on that, and it's fun, you know, just, I feel like I compose just to the sound of the morning bird, you know, like, just, it's just whatever it is that I feel or think.
0: What was your first
1: instrument? My first instrument was a violin, but I don't play it anymore. I played it when I was in elementary school. My yeah. parents like rented, you know, when they I you know. can rent like instruments. I did that, and I actually was pretty freaking good at it, and I should have kept doing it. But <laughs> I thought it was a nerdy thing, and so and check this <laughs> you out. It wasn't cool. <laughs> well, check this out. And then I was like, dude, maybe we should play the clarinet. <laughs> so. Which talk so- about <laughs> the nerdier
0: anything.
1: <laughs> 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 I don't know. Clarinet's pretty dope. I definitely yeah. love yeah. the clarinet. Yeah. But yeah. I couldn't play it, man. I no. just I'm just not I'm a string instrument okay. person and but I I was definitely the last person in the grow. You know what I mean? I was like, Wow, why am I the last person? Is it because 'cause I'm special <laughs> I mean, remember I was so bad at it. I love. I loved playing it just because it was cool looking. You know, yeah, it was yeah, like, oh yeah. fuck these strings. Excuse my language. Sorry. Um, I like. There was an earthquake. I remember it was. I was an. It was an elementary school and Klamath Falls. Got hit because I. I. This was. I lived in Medford, and my mom's like, if you don't stop playing that clarinet, you know, the devil's gonna come and get you or something like. You know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, still playing it, you know, quietly. And then the ground <laughs> shook. I just swear to God. Then it was. Then there was this like, and it was a mild earthquake. Do you remember that? How long have you been in in this area? So I was in Medford. It's like some. I I was like a junior high. It was probably junior high or something. Or no, no, no. It wasn't junior. high. It was like sixth grade still. Yeah. And there was that earthquake, and I, like... Well,
0: obviously, it was a cause and effect.
1: Yeah, and then I was, like, freaking out, you know? I was, like, oh, my God! The devil's gonna come again! <laughs> so I stopped playing the clarinet shortly after that. Not, not traumatized with that experience, but I just wasn't good at it. And then I just started playing the guitar when I was, like, 18. The end of 17, like, I was playing in bands, you know? Like just mostly like church band and like this other band that I made outside of the church and um, and then start picking the guitar and then just I don't know just played a lot with just always been this collaborator with like oh you want to sing with me you want to do this da 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 easy, you? yeah I've, I've been play I mean I've been writing songs since I was a little kid before an instrument my dad bought me a he bought me this Yamaha white or beige keyboard from the Mexican flea market in uh, Medford. And and which is really crazy that my dad bought this for me because it was very hard for him to, you know, like invest in that way, you know, musically or like see what I was doing, you know. But he did. He bought me this thing randomly and on the – the keyboard there was the drum beats the drum machines and then you can also like manipulate how fast and slow it goes so I used to write my songs on those drum beats and then once that wasn't enough I was like really young so young I found the um, the the single tapes you know There on one side would be a radio edit and an instrumental version. And then the other side would be like the full original version. Yeah. So as I was developing, like this is like, this is like seventh and eighth grade, yeah. you know? Like, and I didn't really know how to play like my, my, my writing instrument, but I always, but I was always writing on these different things, you know? And I, would go get these tapes, find, like, my, like, hip-hop tape or, like, whatever that had, like, bass and, or whatever. I even, and and I, I would just see which one had instrumental on the back, honestly. And sometimes it was a bad mix because I, I wasn't, like, my musical collection wasn't as versatile then, even as a 6th, 7th, and 8th grader because I grew up listening to a lot of Mexican music, you know? And I would write my songs to whoever instrumental that I, like, loved the best. And I would just write my own melodies, my own choruses and verses and stuff. What did you write about? I, I don't remember, man. I think I, I think I was always writing about my feelings. <laughs> you know, as we do this, like, I mean, I had, back then, I was going through some crazy shit with, like, family stuff. But I was writing about that and love for sure, like, the innocent um, perspective that I had about, like, you know, having those feelings for one another. For me, that's a huge, you know, it was a big deal as a kid. And also my peers. And I just spent a lot of time writing, a, a lot of time on my own writing. So, obviously, I had a, a lot of time to go find tapes on my own and, like, make these songs. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, that was, like, a really... It's a beautiful memory, too, and I did that for a long, long time, and I kind of feel like I should do that again, but they don't make those – I mean, you, don't go, you can't go to the store and find, like, a brandy edit of, like, you know, sitting up in my room with, like, an instrumental version. You know, it's not as common, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's great.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're lucky he bought that for you.
1: Yeah, seriously, I don't know what happened to it. I think it just kind of like, you know how like those old things get dust in them and just y- you try to, the volume doesn't work anymore. I, rem- I remember that happening, but yeah. yeah. He,
0: he, he must have had some idea that, that, that yes. it was good for
1: you. This is true. Yeah. This is really true. Um, And then if it wasn't that stuff, there's like, Going to family gatherings, I would go and sing along and, like, admire from afar how all the men and on the dad's side of my family would sing these old Mexican, you know, corridos. And and my dad's favorite musician, favorite, favorite, favorite musician is Ramon Ayala. And Ramon Ayala is already just, like, globally, like... Known, you know, famous accordion player, just spectacular, just amazing. He's like the accordion player, and um, my, I used to sing along to some of those songs, I would like just know him just because just by driving like road trips down to California go visit family. It would be from, you know, eight hours of just that music and back and then getting there more of that music just by different artists, either by them hiring like a band. Like it usually was like a four or five piece band, like with violins, like a Celtic kind of like, or folk harp, you know, and guitars. And it's like this traditional Michoacan music, you know? Um, and I would sing along to that too. So I was always surrounded by it. That, I feel like that is what I was born to. Yeah. I was like born into an immediate song. Yeah. Like the way that my culture and the, how we express ourselves has always been like a very passionate thing. And song is a huge thing. Song, yeah. religion, food, yes. you know, conversation, you know, family, all of that. Gossip, man, everything. dude no 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 I do but that's but that's part of it it's like that's this is where we relate and also too there is a lot of European blood on um I feel like on both sides of my family but I know because Mendoza is um I feel like this originated from Spain and we're also really tall I mean both of my parents are from Michoacan Mexico and their parents as well and their parents and it's not like my great-great-grandfather that was from Spain yeah. yeah, on my dad's side, right. and you could tell. Like my dad's six four. Yeah. You know, we're all olives. Like, but then all my other cousins are super short, and like, you know, just mixed darker than than I. So yeah. it's a really interesting mix. So there is Italian blood. Look at my gray hair. That's Italian right there. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> anyway,
0: funny. um, why are you calling it a hostel soul?
1: It's a song that I call um that I wrote um I okay. am n- um, playing a song. Yeah. Okay. And it's okay. also a piece, one of the first few pieces I started making as a visual artist called Ojos del Sol and so also during that two and a half year break I was doing a, like I said a lot of visual art, but through that visual art it was every for every song I was writing, I was making, I started making a piece as like I I mean, I can see it if I step back, oh, it looks like it's an exercise, you know, but for me, it was just like a very, I mean, it was natural. I would be playing the guitar for like three, four hours, and then I would just go take a walk, go get some food, do the things I needed to do, sometimes wrapped up into the creative process a little bit too much, and then I would come back and then do art, not the guitar, you know, just give it space, and then I would be processing everything, life, music, creative, everything, through the art, and then I would stop that, and then I would go back to the piece until they're finished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, it, 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 it enabled me, or not, not enabled, but it, it encouraged me. It was my method of finishing these thoughts and this, these visions that I had. So they mirrored each other. So for every other song, there's a piece, and Sol is there's a stencil piece that goes to a song. And it was also the first Spanish song that I've written um, for Ilabamba in a while. So I was already doing this other Spanish songs for Los Dreamers and stuff like that, but it was just me. And I don't choose that either. I don't sit down and choose and say, oh, I'm going to write a Spanish song. It's just either it happens or it doesn't. So, and then Ojos del Sol, too, is, um, I feel like, a verbal representation of what the what the mandala looks like for me. It's like ojos de Sol is the eyes of the sun. And I feel like it's in the middle of the sun, the center are our eyes, you know? And like we are, there's, we are illuminated, you know? Um, And I feel like that is, I feel like that energy is driving me. So I feel like, you know, I've, it's like finding my center. ojos de Sol is finding the center. So um, the song is, um, I'm actually going to do a recording right after this of the song right. for this other thing, but um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about the song, but yeah, okay. I'm definitely. It's definitely talks a lot about every, everything well, <laughs> as all the fun. Process. You
0: know, I I, my, I I have always jumped from TV to radio to words to uh, and and back and forth and back and forth and you know and, and so. But the creative process is always the same because it's, I, 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 I developed a voice a long time ago, and it, and it, it extends to
1: all those all those media. What about you? Is, is there a differentiation when you're working between you know the creative process and art and music? It's I'll tell you this. Okay, so because it's all coming out of me, that's the same, yes. you know, right? Yeah. Um, I've found myself such a healing process doing my visual art because because it's a mirror, like it's helped me to be more <laughs> organized with some creative thoughts. and I, and it's not like this is it's not it's not like I've disciplined myself to be like okay, through my visual art I'm going to be more organized. You know, I've just seen myself be this different way and not as, as emotionally attached. You know, to the visual art, so it gives me it gives me another perspective of how I create once i once I take a step back, it's not like I'm thinking about that when I'm creating, you know, but once I take a step, I'm like, oh, like I'm doing this stuff, and then I'm producing and making, and it's easier for me to like kind of do the research and be like oh what it what do what do I need to do to you know put this out there? you know, learning how to take the initiative to put value to your art yeah. is like. Do the visual art is, has been helping me the last, since the last couple of years. Because I started making visual art on the road probably, you know, four years ago, some, somewhere around there. And not really, you know, just, it's cathartic, it's all cathartic. But as of recently, and this is why the Ojos del Sol... Kickstarter is both, is the visual and the music, is that I, they both go hand in hand. They support one another. But I do I do think differently, and it's helped me to be, you know, it's helped to this other side, like mm-hmm. the music, for me to just keep going, keep moving, and not being so hard on myself. Inspiration
0: for you. Yeah,
1: it's they're the same thing for me, but one of them is a teacher to the other. They're like, they're my teachers. You know, when I make the art, is definitely like a lesson for me to be like, oh, it's easier to see myself put myself out there in that way and not be, you know, there's no expectations at all, but it teaches me to kind of like, you know, also put value to the music that I make. Cause I, you know, when I think of, when I think about art, dude, and music, I don't think of, I never expect a money figure or anything, you know, it's just conversations, you know, of the healing process. But Making visual art has been good for me strategically. It's been, yeah, helping me along my way. So it's still a mystery, but it's.
0: So when's the record coming
1: out? The record's going to come out in spring, spring. I hope. Tentatively in the spring. Next year. I know, but um, we're going to spend some time recording. I already started recording a little bit with my friend Paul, yeah. and um, we're just going to keep developing i'm going to keep developing with new people that I'm going to work with, and um it's all starting to s- starting to be more solidified and um I think here coming by March two thousand and sixteen there'll be not i feel like not just an album but other i mean other stuff too not just the art as well like these lyrical book um booklets that I want to do and I feel like as I reproduce the music continue from here on out, continue to reproduce these albums, there's always going to be some visual art attached to it or some sort of an extension of what the other side, the other face of the creative process yeah well
0: thanks yeah thank you (laughs) uh, thank you very much for coming
1: yeah thank Thank you for having me yeah totally